Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I am so glad that you decided to come back again on part two of Christians in the Marketplace. We have Pastor James Bryan with us. If you missed the last episode, you need to go back and listen. He has been giving us so many great tools, so much great information about being in the entrepreneurial business, about Christians in the Marketplace, and how you can get involved and show Jesus in the marketplace without forcing it down uh, others' uh, face and so many more things that we discussed on that episode. So if you missed it, go back to part one and find out more. But thank you again for being a part of this episode, Pastor Brian. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I'm glad to be here again. Yes, we are so glad to have you back again. And for those listeners that didn't hear last time, um, Pastor James is an author. He's a business and technology consultant as well as a pastor. And he's had over 25 years in experience with consulting clients from various sizes and industry. And additionally, he has served in Christian ministry for over 30 five years in various roles. And so with that being said, we're going to continue our discussion from our last episode. And I want to pick up, and I think this will kind of join in our last episode. Um, when we talked about Christians in the marketplace, we talked about a little bit about the Bible, but what does the Bible say about Christians in the marketplace? We, we, we discussed Paul in the New Testament, but could you add a little bit to that, um, Pastor? Sure. Um, I can add that and, and some other things to it. So I was referencing in, I believe it's around Acts chapter 17, where, you know, Paul was doing ministry, but he wasn't doing it just in um, the synagogues or the new physical church locations, which were homes at that time. Um, but he was also making it a point that daily he would go into the marketplace and interact with folks and, and share Christ, but interact with them. But also he had to make his own living and the way he did that was by making tents and he was a tent maker that he would sell them and he had to do that in the marketplace and and so one of the things that i was trying to allude to in, in our whole conversation in the first episode was this you know being in the marketplace means if you are what i call a christ follower so i'm not talking about denominations or anything like that if you're a christ follower then what that means is this that means that wherever you go he is and if you're going, that means you have to go into the marketplace. And so there you're bringing the whole you know, Christian way of life there. But let me add something else to that statement. You know, there's there's a part that everybody knows what it, the Bible talks about, let your light shine and all those other things about your light. And, and I always have to correct people here because 
um, you know, at the ministry here that, you know, people said, let your little light shine. I said, well, why does it have to be little? Let that light shine in the <laughs> right. way that you live, right? right. And so, and so um, with that, that means that you're supposed to go into the marketplace, go to the ends of the earth, wherever people are, that's where you need to be. Don't be at a point where you need to, you thought that, well, I just have to go in the church building. That's the only place I go. Well, you should be a Christian or a Christ follower wherever you go. Jesus mm-hmm. went everywhere. And so even if that means that, you know, you have to go in the marketplace and and nobody else believes what you do, that's fine. You don't have to preach at them. You just live. And as you live for Jesus and, and doing great work, excellent work, being responsible, then that's what preaches. And so the Bible shows that all throughout the, the book of Acts, where they were actually having an impact in Athens. And, and you begin to look at, uh, even through the book of Corinthians, now you begin, first and second Corinthians, you begin to see things that are, are really related to the marketplace itself. You begin to look in the Old Testament about places where people did interact then. Oftentimes they were in the marketplace or what they would say at the city gates where businesses or business was being conducted. And so the expectation is for us to be everywhere. And if we are everywhere, that includes the marketplace. Yes, yes, yes. And I I believe that's where we all need to be. We need to come outside of the four walls of the church. We should Mm -hmm. be and build relationships outside the four walls of the church because that's truly where Christ will shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, on the last episode, I was talking about uh, we as Christians, a lot of us are talking about starting, you know, businesses or becoming an entrepreneur. Um, and we, uh, I wanted to add to that and just kind of talk about that a little bit more and ask, what would you say to those Christians who started multiple business and they all seem to be a failure? And we trust that a little bit, but right, just right. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say this. Um, so take a step back, right? Um Take, take a step back, re-examine everything that, that you did, what did work, what didn't work. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it could be that there were some aspects of, of how you did business that maybe you could, you could or should have tweaked a bit and it would have given you different results. But then sometimes I want to go back to this whole concept about timing. I often speak to people about Kairos and timing, the importance of timing. The Lord gives us things to do, but if you're like um, Joseph and he had this vision about he's going to be great <laughs> yes. and he thought it was going to happen the next day, uh-huh. but the truth is it was 13 years later. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand, well, when is this happening? Whenever we get these desires inside that you know are from God and everything for business and all, and he'll give you that. Uh, but what you have to know is, okay, Lord, I got it. And I know you don't lie. So now, what do I need to do now? And what is the timing of it? Timing is crucial when it comes to business. And so how do I do this? And at what time is what matters? If you've not been successful, has it been because the timing's been off? If you've not been successful thus far, doesn't mean you won't be the next time, but have you not put as much effort into it? Have you not looked at the details or did you give it to somebody else to do everything for you and you just didn't pay attention and they totally just did something that was poor and it causes everything to collapse? Remember this, when you run a business and you have a vision or a desire, 
the people that help you don't have the same vision and desire. That's right. That's right. And so you can't dump everything on them. Mm-hmm. You have to know that when you're about to run that race of that business, that you're committed to it to the end or until this time that, okay, now it's matured enough. I either um, sell it or whatever you want to do at that point in time. But you have to know that you're committing to whatever that endeavor is. But you can't expect everyone else to love it the same way you do because they don't, even though they may want to. They don't have that in them in the same way. Mm-hmm. And so you have to remember that when you put your your monies and your and everything that you know that you own into these things, make sure that you divvy it up correctly. You can't give them the whole apple because they can't appreciate the whole apple. They may just like that one little piece in that one little section, and that's all they want to do. But then you have to figure out, well, how do I take care of the rest of it? And so you have to make sure it's done because in the end, if you have a vision, especially something that's unique, well, the Lord gave it to you. And so it's like, well, what are you going to do with it? And so you can bring other people to help. That's what you should do. But in the end, you have to still look over it and make sure that everything that's supposed to be done is done well and in excellence. One of the things that speaks so negatively about Christians is they don't do business well. This is what I hear people who are not Christians say all the time. And people mm-hmm. will say a lot, but they don't follow through. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what we have to change, that mm-hmm. narrative. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me stop for a minute, but yeah. No, that, that's great. I was just thinking about that because I've heard the same thing and I've even had that experience, you know, um, and when you're as a, as a Christ follower, as you say, uh, we have to do things with excellence. That's what you said in the last episode. And right. so doing things with excellence means what you also addressed in the last episode is doing your research even mm-hmm. before you get started, because God have, could have given you a vision for your business. But if you don't write those plans down, that's why the scripture right. tells us to write the vision and make it plain. So those that can read can run with it we can't yep. run with anything that we have not written down and followed through with uh first on paper uh right. and so we really need to have those things written down and listen to the holy spirit and once we do it carry it out step by step and as you said uh walk in the perfect timing of the lord because he could give you uh information about what you're supposed to do for your business but you have to make sure like you said that we start at the proper time And not only we start at the proper time that we do our research. And then after we do our research, we ask the Lord when and how to start. And when he gives us, when we finally in that place, then we have to do it unto the Lord. And that means with excellence. So that, that, that is great information, Pastor Brian, but would you tell listeners about the challenges you've had in the Christian marketplace and how you overcame it? (laughs) Uh, How much time we have now? Um, (laughs) So One of the things you have to understand is if you call yourself a a true Christian, meaning that you're born again, you know the Lord Jesus and and all that, and you really truly want to live a a life that, you know, exemplifies Christianity, then even people who go to church aren't always supportive of what you're doing. Um, You already Mm -hmm. expect some people... (laughs) And you're like, yeah, I know. No, um, so, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's another whole topic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and people who don't go to church, you already know you're against some resistance there. So let, let's talk about a few things. So one of the things I, 
when, when I started, um, I was in another ministry as an assistant pastor for like 10 years. Um, and then the Lord was telling me at one time, it's time to go. Um, but everybody at the ministry that knew me for a while were like, did you really hear? Are you sure the Lord's saying that? Um, and he, the Lord was giving me a direction to start a ministry that were for people who didn't go to church, who didn't understand, who hadn't been in church all their life. And that's kind of where the current ministry um, came from. And so it was one of those things where it was a challenge to be able to go through and live the way Christ was saying it should be done. And so we had to go through and myself, especially because I was spearheading this, um, was really starting this out so that we were able to impact people. That was the vision, not only just going to church on a regular basis, but what about people on the street that needed some understanding and support so they can actually keep a job themselves or or work at a place so they can actually put food on the table for their kids or or their kids getting an education um, from that standpoint or uh, from the understanding that just because they weren't born in the one side of the, of the tracks, they can actually make it and do something better in another area. So we were doing things in the marketplace to help people begin to see themselves better. But let me go even better, uh, higher than that. I was um, at a consulting company, large consulting company, and I, it was somewhat early, maybe about mid-career, a little bit earlier than that. And and I was determined that I was going to live for the Lord. And, and I would say this to you. Um, I've been at a lot of different levels. And, and you know, there are certain things that go on behind the scenes that you don't see on television at times. And, and it's very easy to step in that and begin to lose your commitment to Christ. Um, but yet, at every time, I would always make sure that I would do excellent work. I would be very punctual and everything else. And then people started looking at me like, well, why would you do that? And I found out at one time someone had um, complained, no real substance behind it. And they were doing a, a um, indiscreet investigation, didn't know it at the time, but the Lord was just giving me peace on the whole thing. And in the end, someone came to me and said, you know, they, we've been doing all of this and we could find nothing wrong. I mean, you were doing excellent job and these people were just, despising you for various reasons. Part of it was being a Christian, part of it was where I came from. And in the end, it was one of those things that if I had not wanted to walk like a Christian, then I could have stepped in some things and had some other issues that happened that wouldn't have been positive. So much so that one senior guy came to me and just started giving me insights. And he would always say this, I don't know why I'm telling you all of this, but I feel compelled to give you this insight. I don't know why I'm sharing this with you, but I feel compelled to give you this insight. And after a period of time, because I was standing for what was right, and I was the only one at that time, people began to change their whole perspective of not only me as a person, but more importantly, me as a Christian. And it began to speak to them. Whereas some of them will start coming to me later, almost like Nicodemus at night, right? Secretly and begin to ask for not just prayer, but insight, direction and all. But before that, I had to deal with all of this, these other shady things that were going on. Mm. Let, me give, let me give you another example. Um, I had some folks, especially growing up, growing up in, in the business world, 
that really wanted me to come under their wing. And they were millionaires, literally. Um, and they wanted me to do some things. But one of the commitments that I made to the Lord is that I would start, I would attend church regularly. Mm-hmm. But, but guess when all of the events were happening? Um, <laughs> They're in the church. Yes. Right, yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and so they would say, but why don't you go? Because this person has this money and this person has this connection. And the thing was, I just said, Lord, I'm honoring the commitment I had. And so after a while, they stopped asking me. And some other people said, that's not how you get up, you know, in the company. But guess what? The Lord made a way that I ended up surpassing all the other people who played the game, but I stayed true. Yes. Yes. And so (laughs) I ended up being the boss of all those other folks. Wow. That's great. That's how it works, right? (laughs) Yes. 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 And and so, and let me give you one other example, if I could, and (laughs) and I'll stop. Um, I used to do some work consulting for a major airline. Um, And this shows where it gets to be difficult sometimes. Um, The idea was that when we first started this engagement that I would work from, I live in what we call the DMV, the the, um, district, uh, Maryland, Virginia area. Um, And so that I would really be able to work here then every once in a while go to the client who was in Texas. But I also (laughs) was as in ministry, I think at that time I was finishing being a youth pastor and I was um, now uh, got elevated to an assistant pastor of the church. And it was about a 600 and some odd member, almost 700 member church, right? Um, And so, but then it was like, they always had to have Wednesday night services. Remember that? Right, Uh, right. right. (laughs) But that was when they told me that I had to be in Texas in the week. So what was I going to do as a leader? Do I stop ministry (laughs) or do I do business alone or what do I do? (laughs) That was a test. Uh And and so in the end, my answer was this, this client is in the airline industry. So I arranged for them. I would fly down Sunday night or Monday morning work until Wednesday afternoon. They would arrange for a flight for me to get back here in time for Wednesday night. I would fly back Thursday morning and work until Friday evening and then fly back home and do that for a year. And I did all of that and that's extreme, but why would I do that? Because I made a commitment. I said, Lord, you've been so good to me. Mm-hmm. And I know how, look, I, the, this is, if this doesn't work, you'll work something else out for me, but I'm not going back on my commitment. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you have to go through extraordinary circumstances to grow higher to where he wants you to go. So you can go higher on that mountain, right? With the, the air is pure. And so that's what I did. That's an extreme. And I'm not telling everybody they should do that. But for me, that's what I had to do in order to keep where I knew he wanted me to go. Because I kept saying, Lord, is there another way? Come on, just show me something different. It'd be easier. But he didn't for a year. And I had to do that. But he made it so I had the grace to get through it. 
Yes. And you know, pastor, it's just uh, so great because it's honoring God. And anytime you honor the Lord first, he will always look out for you. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I tell uh, my members all the time, I said, you know, um, they'll get a new job and or they'll be looking to a new job. I said, well, make sure when you go in, um, if you're led to tell them, you know, I have, you know, I have this responsibility in the ministry. I have this responsibility. And I say, if you put God first, they will, most, the majority of the time, they will respect it. It's when you right. go back on it that they don't respect right. it. I exactly. remember being in college and uh, I, in college, I wanted to be in church. I would drive back home because the college is about an hour away from my home. But I always wanted to be in church on Sunday. So I would work. I would tell my supervisor, I cannot work on Sunday mornings. So I'll work Sunday evenings, but I cannot, right. you know, right. work on Sunday mornings. And God honored that. And I made more on that job. Mm -hmm. uh, than the average person would make on that job at the time. But right. it was because I believed it and I know that it was because I honored God and put God first. And anytime listeners, as you're listening, you may be in a certain situation or circumstance and you're trying to make decisions in the marketplace or wherever you may be. But if you put God first, he will always honor uh, you in a way and show his love for you in a way to say, because you honored me, then I'm going to make sure that I take care of you in every area and situation. And so that I think that is very key um, that the listeners hear. And you had mentioned something early and I know um, I just it just brought a, a thought up to me. Uh, which you mentioned earlier about being in business and in the marketplace and, you know, at home, a lot of people don't support what you do. And I, you know, and I've had that experiences when I wrote my books, you know, when I've done my broadcast, you know, you have a few from home that support, but it's usually the ones that don't even know you that really support you. Why, why do you believe that's so pastor? Um, it's, it's a number of things, right? Um, you know, people in Jesus's hometown didn't respect them because they, <laughs> they thought they knew him, right? You're right. So that, that's, 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 the Bible also said there's nothing new under the sun. So what ends up happening is people say, well, I knew you way back when, and you mm -hmm. didn't do this. Or why do you think part of it is jealousy, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And they get jealous because now, wait a minute, you, you are starting to grow higher than me. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. and, and so that fuels some jealousy. Um, another reason behind it is now you're, you're starting to change the status quo. There are a number of people, whether they admit it or not, they have things a certain way, they're comfortable with that, they don't want change. They don't want somebody leaving, they don't want somebody coming, they like it the way it is. And so what you'll find is emotionally and, and from a um, bitterness or jealousy perspective, they're lashing out at you because now you're starting to do something different or think differently than them, um, which poses a problem because in essence, what that then does, it puts a spotlight back on them to start asking themselves, well, why won't I do more? Mm -hmm. So, and that becomes a problem. Um, and that's why when you go someplace else, the people who didn't know you, well, you started from a clean slate and and they can respect you or or assess you differently not from because they knew you when you were six months old um <laughs> but more of oh i see the person that you are now and i see the direction you're going and it's not clouded by something way back when before you knew jesus or when you were crawling or whatever the the excuse is um that's what ends up happening but i would also say for those who are going through that Remember, um, that doesn't define you. What really defines you is what the Lord says about you. 
And so you need to understand where you're going and then make sure that you are prepared and in a position to go in that direction. And so that's, that's really what goes on. But I, I look at it this way. If Jesus had that issue, then I'm sure we're going to have the same issue. And that's part <laughs> right. of being a Christian. So, <laughs> Yes, that is so true. That is so true. Well, before we finish up, you, you've given us some great examples of um, how the Lord has blessed you in the, um, where, the marketplace as a Christian. Uh, do you have maybe one more success story for us today about um, Christian in the marketplace that you've had? Yeah. Um, so besides the, the, the fact that um, I've been blessed, not in the marketplace of actually having people return to the Lord and many people who just got disillusioned. Um, but uh-huh. I also want to, I want to, you know, keep that in mind because that what that does, that allows people who didn't even, there's so many people who, who only look at church as a transaction. Um, what does that mean? Something, okay, I got to check it off once a year, maybe twice a year and I'm done. (laughs) Right. Um, And that's all because no one's shown them anything else. And, and then all they see are, you know, corruption stories or or what have you that happens in some large church or some other church somewhere. Um, you know, it could be down the street, but that's all they, they hear. Um, but I would tell you that, you know, when I mentioned earlier, I think it might've been in the first episode where I talked about praying and asking the Lord, you know, the timing and everything else. Um, The Lord is also so intimately involved in us, in our lives, that we can pray about anything. I can give you two quick ones. One is very recent. Um, One is there is an engagement with a very large client. I won't say who. Um, And we were starting this this project. and we were supposed to have probably about 20 people on board by now. And there were all kinds of issues that occurred. And really at the time when these first set of things were due, it was me and a portion of another person, that's it, rather than having 19. And so we had to go, well, I'm saying we, me, um, <laughs> had to go and, and present to this client this plan, which at first they weren't real happy because things were going a little bit slower. So I prayed. I mean, I know how to pray. <laughs> so I'll, I'll pray and say, Lord, look, you put me here and I know that. And I began to say, Lord, help me to give you glory. Help me to do excellently so that, you know, they get what they need and you get glorified in all of this. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't that you put me here. And, you know, we, we had prayer um, at the time, he and I. Then it came to the point an hour beforehand, I wasn't prepared. Things weren't together. People weren't where they needed to be, all that. But I would tell you, by the time that meeting started, he literally gave the right words to say, the presentation together in such a way that they were amazed and said, we feel real confident now. They didn't realize that an hour before that, I was sweating bullets, right? (laughs) Right. And so, but it was his presence that gave the calm. Let me give one more example, if I may. Mm -hmm. Um, There was something I had to do, an engagement for the White House. And in this particular one, there was something that we were supposed to produce. And it had to be produced before President Obama took his second term. And we started out swimmingly. Everything was going great. All of the other partners were working just fabulously. And 
come, I think it was July, and this had to be, remember, um, the election was um, in November, I think it was like November 4th, something like that, that, that year. Um, and then we had to be finished before that. And so one of the major, major, major vendors, and if I said the name, you would all know who it is, decided, decided at that time that we're just not going to do what you want. It's like, what do you mean? It's in the contract. He's like, well, we're not. We don't think it's to our best interest because they make so much money and they didn't care about that particular agency. They, they really didn't care because they make so much money. But the problem was, guess who was on the hook? Me. And so everyone sits in the room and stares at me because the, the corporation literally said to the client, I'm not doing it. Um, so everyone backed up and just looked at me and I'm like, okay, Lord, and I'm praying. Um, when I left the meeting, if I never prayed before, I prayed then. <laughs> and so in that time period, we, and then I had to, I lost two key people. And so I was like, Lord, I'm on the hook. You know this, but you get the glory and it's all about you. I'm only here because of you in this marketplace and, and they need to see how you work. And we prayed and prayed. And then we found another replacement, which no one thought we could for that major vendor. We worked crazy hours. This is a part of what you have to do sometimes, crazy hours to reach the deadline. I didn't miss church at all. Keep that in mind through all of this. And, and so I went all the way through and then on November 1st, it went live and it was the most successful implementation they ever had three days before the deadline. And, and so people were saying, and I kept saying, yep, the Lord did it. Yeah, yes. it worked that well <laughs> in the marketplace. Right. And yes. so, but I never, I never gave up on my commitment to him about where I would be, um, and even though I was a minute, I was an assistant pastor at that time, I still delivered. Actually, no, I was pastoring a church, a senior pastor at the church. I still delivered, still had to do the things I needed to do and deliver the product. What that showed in the tough times, well, this person really lives Christian lifestyle, really believes. They knew mm -hmm. that, that I would pray. And that's how I got through. And he kept giving me the wisdom and the direction of how to do it. So I'll, I'll stop right there. But that, that was an amazing, that's an amazing story. Amazing story. Um, and it tells me two, two things. Well, a lot of things, but two main things. You have to keep the Lord first yep. and you have to pray and have a prayer life. Yep. <laughs> you know, exactly. those, are the, those are the things that will make you successful um, as a Christian in the marketplace and in your own business is that you keep God first. You acknowledge him in all of your ways and he'll direct your path and you keep him yes. first by praying and seeking him. And when you begin to do that, as you heard from Pastor Brian, then God will always be with you and he will always cause what you do uh, to succeed. It is up to us to follow his leading and follow his voice. And so it has been an honor uh, to have you today, Pastor Brian. You have given us invaluable information, so much valuable information on these uh, couple of episodes. It's just been wonderful. And I know that the listeners is gonna take this information um, and I encourage you listeners to be prayerful 
uh, in whatever it is that God has called you to do. If you put him first and be prayerful, then as he's done for Pastor Brian, he will do for you. He will cause you to be a success and a great witness within the field of the marketplace. So thank you for being with us today, Pastor Brian. Uh, Would you just pray for the listeners before we leave for those that may desire to be in the marketplace? And then after that, let listeners know how we could get in touch with you. Sure. So, Lord, we thank you right now. This is a privilege just to be able to talk about how good you are, how real you are, how involved you are in every aspect of our life. We thank you, Lord, for everybody who's listening. Let them be encouraged, but let them feel your very presence and your very just urging on how they should go about their their business ventures and the way that you've created them uniquely to be able to succeed in the marketplace. That there is no fear in the marketplace because you're there that they have the wisdom because it's your wisdom, that they have the ability because it's your ability. So Lord, we thank you right now that you are birthing new entrepreneurs right now, that you are birthing new ideas and witty inventions, that you are birthing, Lord, just the commitment to follow through on the visions and the goals in which you've given us. We pray you for all of that, that you bless them and know that this is the time to stand up and do the bidding of the Lord. Let them know that you are always there and that you will make a way for them because you said their gift makes room for them. So we give you praise for that in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So how can we get in touch with you, Pastor Brian? Let let the listeners know. Sure. A couple (laughs) of things. Um, So you you can do this in a couple of ways. One is if you want to just really get in touch email wise, it's james.brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at makeplainjesus.org, M-A-K-E-P-L-A-I-N-J-E-S-U-S.org. That's the name of the ministry. Um, additionally, um, you know, you can actually find me there. One of the books that I put out, it was um, designed to be very plain and simple. And it's a book called Seven Dream Killers. And that particular easy read is only about 100 pages, maybe 95, something like that. And it talks about seven fundamental key things that people have to address or you cannot be successful. And I wrote it in a sense of if they were assassins, if you will, they would assassinate your dream. So that's out there on all the major Barnes and Noble, every all the other major places where you would look for it, Amazon, you would find it. Within a couple of weeks, um, there is another, the second book called When the Holy Spirit Speaks. And it begins to help you to understand that yes, the Lord does speak right now. And you can hear the Holy Spirit. What's this, what's he sound like? How does that work? And how does that impact our lives? And and it's a simple, easy, it's a couple hundred pages, but it's it's simple and easy way to digest just what he's doing this time in this season. I often tell my church members and other people that I come across right now today in this time we live in, it is so important that we hear what the Lord is saying for us right now in order to make the right decisions. So those are ways. And if you ever want to hear us ministry wise, makeplainjesus.org on our website, you can find us there. 
Amen. And what I'll do is, uh, listeners, you should see those links. We'll have those links for you um, in the notes so that you'll be able to click on those links and go directly to where he is. But thank you again, uh, Pastor Brian, for being with us today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the invitation. If anything else that you need from me, let me know. I will do. We'll do. Well, listeners, you've gotten the information. Now go in prayer, hear the Lord, listen to what he's saying concerning the direction and where he's getting ready to lead you. If you keep him first and you continue to pray, God will always lead you in the right direction. Until next time, have a wonderfully blessed week. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.